Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Brick Geek Podcast, episode 7, for Sunday the 7th of July, 2019, with Mike and Dave. So how's your week been, Dave? Ah... Well, it's been a good week. I'm feeling a bit crappy today, unfortunately. But yeah, I've been, I spent most of the week actually in uh, Munich in Germany, south of Germany. I have done a few things though. I I haven't quite finished Buffy, so we won't be talking about that today. But I purchased the uh, a physical copy of Judge Dredd Origins. And whilst we've spoke about the story before... I think it'd be nice to talk about the the quality, you know, the physical quality of that book, um, and then, you know, I had a playthrough of Seven Wonders using a Metal Coin Pack I bought. I can talk about how that was. Uh, yeah, after that, probably talk about um, you know my my thoughts about Munich as a whole. How about yourself, Mike? What have you been up to this week? Um, I've been watching and. Reading and playing. A lot of stuff. So, the gist of it was that I watched through Stranger Things Season 3. Ooh, I haven't seen that yet. Um, I finished off Twin Peaks Season 2. I uh, played through all of Sea of Solitude, which came out like a couple of days ago. Played Titan Souls. Uh, been participating in the Star Trek Online Summer Event, which... Uh, I do usually do do all their holiday events for the free starships because I'm a massive nerd. So, um, book wise, not actual books, but current books I've read. I've almost finished now the um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer season eight omnibus volume one, and I was reading through Judge Dread Funko Universe. If you've ever heard of that, which is I basically have not. Judge. Judge Dread, but everything's a Funko character. Oh. Um, so I'll talk about more of that, more of that later. The weeks were pretty good. Uh, weather's ridiculous in the UK, and, and I guess over most of Europe. So we're struggling with that because almost no building in the UK has air conditioning. So we're all like dying, pretty much. But it, it's nice from the dreary rain. That, usually consists of the UK weather. Um, I've also been eating less to try and be healthy, right? You know, it's my new thing to try and be healthy by the time I'm 40. Not very <laughs> long to go, unfortunately. But what, somehow... That, by the way? But somehow, <laughs> like, none of my clothes now fit me. It's like, what? I've somehow got bigger by not eating. And I don't know how that works. So I've had to buy... New clothes, which has been really annoying. It doesn't make sense. How? Yeah. So. That's true. Um. But yeah, no, that's been my week mainly. How about you? Other than your trip? 
Anything else been through? No, no. Just those, those few things that I talked about, really. My week's been... Okay. Yeah, of course, it's been hot here, but when I went off to Munich, that was kind of another level. The coolest day was 26 degrees, and then on Saturday, uh, you know, just before my flight, it was 31 degrees. It's pretty hot. Because in a hotel, right? So they had no, AC, no, no, I no, assume? No, no. Because on the Saturday was the day that I checked out, so we didn't have a hotel to hide in at that point. You didn't just go straight to the the, uh, the airport? No, no, that was pretty much our sightseeing day. Because I, I flew across for work, which meant that um, I didn't get to you know, have fun all of that time, although most of the, the work activities involved heavy drinking. I don't see how they correlate. Is it just how Germans work? <laughs> no, it's... Uh, how the company I work for works. I'm not going to oh, okay. that is. So we do a bit of work and then we drink. Yes, pretty much. Okay, sounds good. Did you get to see much when you did do some sightseeing? Yeah, yeah. We, we, do you want to talk about that now? Or do you want to talk about that later? Yeah, we'll do that now. Okay, so yeah. I, um, I was in Munich this weekend. Uh, pretty much Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And Munich is city... I guess most well known for its annual um, Oktoberfest celebration. It has an awful lot of um, beer gardens, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it, being the capital of Bavaria, it's not really much else you'd expect. But it's got quite a, like a, a nice neo-gothic square in. Um, now I'm going to butcher this name, but it's Mario Marion Platz, uh, and there's this huge neo gothic uh town hall uh new news rat house um and yeah that, that's got these this lovely um you know these i don't know what they're made from but characters that go around when the, the clock chimes on the hour which is what quite kind nice. of characters well it's got like jousting nights and things like that let's turn around and do activities and clash i did video it but uh I haven't had a chance to have a look through that video yet to see if it's worth putting on YouTube. Are these people going around on a parade, or did you say it was a... Uh, it's part of the clock. Oh, well, okay. It's uh, mechanised, yeah, so it's... Oh. It, I, it was built in... Well, the... The... Um, the uh, that's the bit of the garden. I'm going to find out when that was built. Um, got the thing open, so... According to this, um, between 1867 and 1874, so it's pretty old. That's really cool. Yeah. And we also went up there, so you can um, pay, it's not a great deal of money either, four euros to uh, go up the tower. And from the top top of the tower you can take photos of uh, the the various landmarks. It's always good to get an aerial shot of them. It's kind of very Germanic in um, appearance, you know, how uh, Brits would probably expect Germany to look. So, you know, the, um, the, the old town area is kind of the, the nice area as far as I'm concerned, because it's, it's the part that looks distinctive, whereas when you get out further into the the city, it starts to just look like a, a, a Western Europe city. So maybe I'm like the average British person, I guess. I don't know anything about Germany or Munich. 
or what their buildings are like. So, is is there anything famous in Munich that I might know of? Uh, well, you, you haven't heard of uh, that area, so possibly not as far as you're concerned. But if you... Okay. If you look up some of the attractions in uh, Munich, so I'll just quickly run through those. There's the BMW uh, Museum, uh, which is, uh, I guess, as far as uh, car enthusiasts are concerned, is pretty famous. Uh, and that that's a really, really kind of nice um, uh, building. And obviously, if you, you like BMW and BMW cars and their history... You'll probably enjoy going through that. There's um, loads of like art museums. That's it's quite famous for its museums. Munich. Uh, there are there's a quite a famous zoo there, which has something like 750 exotic species. Uh, Munich's churches are what kind of define the city, really. And there's this like two domed uh, tower church there, which is very distinctive. Uh, it's pretty much what from visiting what I now think of is um, Munich. Uh, there's lots of parks. The the English Gardens are um, huge, sprawling park uh, parks. With uh, they they have this weird um, uh, like surfing uh, river where they've they've put like this waveform under the river. And essentially, that creates waves on the river, so you can surf it. It's pretty, pretty cool to watch. Uh, yeah, it, it's 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 a cool place to go. Uh, obviously, uh, beer drinkers are going to probably get more out of Munich than people that don't drink. Um, well, don't drink beer. <laughs> I I do drink beer, but I, I'd had enough by you know, like a day of drinking. That that was enough for me, and I think. I'll, Oktoberfest is something like spread across two weeks, three weeks, something like that. Three weekends uh, from September okay. to October. And you but said they were Eng- they were English they were gardens they're, called the English they're, Gardens. They're called the English Gardens, but obviously is there, in general. Is there a reason for that? Mm, I don't know. Maybe there is. I don't know. Did you see any castles? Uh, no, but there is a very distinctive castle uh it's kind of what you think about when you think about fairy tale castles you know black forest oh, area also fake castles <laughs> well no these are real castles but they're they're kind of yeah what i mean is they're fake because they wouldn't work they have huge uh, towers defense. and things yeah. like that but they they work because they're on the top of uh, mountains effectively well, i think at a certain period hills. of time they just ended they just ended up making things, calling them castles, but they were more for decorative yeah, purposes. Yeah, yeah. They're definitely more fairy tale castles. Yeah. Um, I, I'm very bad with my German pronunciations. This is going to be terrible. Neuschwanstein <laughs> Palace. Um, uh, I could tell you how it's spelt because that's probably how you're going to find it. But it's N E U S C H. W-A-N-S-T-E-I-N. And that's quite a drive from um, Munich. Uh, I don't know how far you would say that is, but 
yeah, it's it's kind of like those. It, it's around the eight, eighteen eighteen nineties ish that that was built. Um, was built that that castle? So it's quite yeah. Ancient. So eighteen nineties, yeah. That's not a real castle then. No. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and you're it, not really good. You're not really good to defend against. Uh, it's not like a fault. Modern yeah. weapons of that. Yeah, it's, it's not a fault. I'm just going to get a quick... Um, see how long that takes to travel there. So it's about two hours by car. Um, or a very, very long time by train. Because the public transport sucks. <laughs> you know what? About- I need a video game like an Assassin's Creed, say in Germany... So I can actually, um, no more about Germany. And, yeah, know more about Germany and see their landmarks <laughs> and things like that. Because you know, you mentioning about it, I realise I know nothing about Germany. I don't think I know a single building that's from Germany. Like just, there, just I gonna... don't have. Yeah, I have no images in my head of Germany. Whereas, like you say, France and there's loads and Italy and places like that. Just sending you across but, a quick video link for the um, the surfing bit of the river. Okay. So it, it's really weird what they've done there, but it's quite a cool addition. But yeah, it's it's very um, it's a kind of like it's a dramatic setting, and the like the, the Hofbrauhaus is the the very famous um, uh, beer house there. Which um, is abbreviated to HB on all of the the steins, and they're about what ten euros at the airport. Or oh, did you get yourself a souvenir stein? No, no, I, I didn't. I've got no oh. room for that. And I only brought myself a rucksack. So there's no way I'm going to carry that in there. I, I couldn't oh, even okay. bring my uh, PS Vita along because there wasn't enough room. Just, oh no! Yeah. But I, I found that I didn't have that much time to spare anyway. What with drinking, sleeping, and eating sausages. Because I have to say that I probably had about eight different types of sausage. And um, uh, that was spread across like three days. But yeah, pretty much all the initial meals were something with sausages. Like the, the What's first, German food like? Well, it's sausage. <laughs> Uh, the German food actually has quite a bit of variety, but you know, Brits abroad, it's pretty much sausages and beer. Um, so we we had um, something like f- a, a sausage platter with four different types of sausage uh, on top of sauerkraut, which is kind of like a pick- pickled cabbage. And so yeah, what is that, I like coleslaw then? In a way, no, 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 no. It's it's cooked cabbage, so it's. Oh. It's um, an acquired taste. Not everyone likes it. I I actually do like it, but yeah, huh. yeah. That I don't want to talk much about uh, German cuisine because I didn't really get to experience much of it. It was mostly so whatever the beer. Warm? Yes, yes, yeah, it's warm. It was whatever the beer gardens had. So it's pretty much like potato dumplings, um, sauerkraut, and sausages for most of my meals. Okay, uh, what's a potato dumpling? It's just like. A, Mashed potato in a <laughs> dumpling shape. Oh, a bit bit harder. 
Like, yeah, like the like dumplings we think of, like suet dumplings. Is that what you mean? No, no, nothing like that. But yeah, they're kind of that shape, but just basically potato. I don't know how they're made, so yeah. So it's a big ball of potato. Yes, pretty much. Okay. But there, there is a lot of um, really nice looking uh, German cuisine. I just didn't get to try any of it, so I don't, I don't want to comment too much on German cuisine until I've tried it. But the, the sausages were good. Um, like you, you've got the common varieties that you can get in the UK, like bratwurst, uh, currywurst, bockwurst, you know, those kind of things. Um, they they have like red and white um, bratwurst, and the red one was really good. Uh, I, I could quickly, let me just quickly Google uh, Hof Brauhaus, because that's where we... So what did they taste like? I've never had a German sausage. You haven't? No. Um, oh, unless Frankfurters count. They do count, yeah. But, uh, oh, I don't like them because they're very garlicky. <laughs> <laughs> well, some of their sausages are garlicky, some aren't. Um, okay. So, What's bratwurst? Is that garlicky? I don't think so, but I... I have a lot of garlic in my diet. Maybe I should try them, because sometimes here, um, during Christmas, uh, I live in a town that has, like, these stores set up for Christmas. And I think they sometimes set up a German sausage stand. Oh, yeah. Undoubtedly they will, because most most of the time they do. Um, Yeah, I found the the sausage platter, but I was kind of hoping that people would have the... So yeah, would would have the the different types of sausage that are there in the platter. Um, is it Wurstel Teller or something? But anyway, yeah, sure. it, was, it was it was really nice. That was on a, a bed of sauerkraut that I had on. That that was really good. Um, yeah, but like I said, I only really tried German sausage. There's lots of different varieties, and I enjoy most of them. To be fair. They're, they're slightly different te- they're, they're kind of that frankfurter texture um some okay. of them some of them kind of more english sausage kind of like halfway between english sausage and frankfurter in texture but they're, they're different they're very different in texture to some other sausages you might try you know, so they like, feel they feel very processed then there they do feel quite processed yeah okay and the skin can be quite tough on some of them oh doesn't that just make it chewy in the end? No, no, no. Once you bite into it, it's fine. But it just it takes a bit okay. more tension. Okay, so it's like like if you get a sausage from the chip shop or something, it can be a bit tough. Yeah. Is that what you mean? Like, okay. Yeah. I, I'm a very <clears throat> English person. I've never gone abroad, so you've got to bear with me that I know nothing <laughs> about well, other we, cultures or other foods. Did you have the big sausage when I did a barbecue? Were you here? No, I wasn't. Okay, because that... I don't think I've um, ever had a barbecue of yours. I tend to do um, bratwurst sausages. I assume that's because of Lily, because she loves her... Uh, um, is it her that loves it? That weird st- thing you get from Chip Shop. It's like a giant hot dog. Um, yeah, I can't remember what it's called, though. Um... 
But she does like those, yeah, but uh, Bratwurst is nothing like that. Savaloy, that's it. Yeah, I was just looking that up as well. Yeah. Savaloy, yeah. Often what, available what? in British chip shops. <laughs> Where is that even from? Is that a British thing? The word originates in kind of Swiss French, apparently. Oh, okay. Maybe it's French then. Yeah, originally it's a pig brain sausage. Oh, delicious. Yeah, but uh, traditionally that's the case. However, shop-brought ones are made from pork, water, rusk, pork fat, potato starch. And tons of garlic. They're quite garlic here. Yeah. I can smell them. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, some have better flavour than others. We go back to yeah Munich. That the beer gardens. If you you're in a you're a beer drinker, you're gonna love it. It's amazing. And if you don't, there are parks, there are gardens. Uh, if you like architecture, there are loads of kind of new Gothic churches. Uh, there's some Gothic churches actually. Uh, oh, I museums. love Gothic churches. There's the the um, fairly modern you know fairy tale castles. They still look dramatic. They're very impressive to photo, of course. Uh, and even things like the, the, the beer houses there can be quite old buildings. Um, I will upload some of those photos later on. And, yeah, even things like um, the, the the commercial places there, like their insurance um, uh, companies, the, the buildings there can be quite impressive. I feel like I'd probably like going around Germany just for the buildings and churches yeah. and things. I'd like to visit the castles, Black Forest, actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel I'd like to go just to go visit the castles, actually. I think, then I'd like um, to so I'd like to visit uh, Carcassonne in um, France. Yes, yeah, I would. The little ward village. Ah, oh. yeah, I'd like to see that. Yeah, I would too. But yeah, I I, I think um, the south of Germany is beautiful and it's. This time of year, it's roasting. So. Yeah, it's crazy, been crazy weather. I mean, yeah, they, like a lot of places in Europe have been told to be very careful because people can easily die if they don't look after themselves all there. People just aren't used to that kind of heat. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, mean, I, think, I, I, I think like Spain or, or France was getting to near 40 degrees Celsius. That doesn't surprise me at all. Maybe even higher than that. It's incredibly dangerous. Yeah. So yeah. what were, what were you eating then? Did you just eat like hotel food then? No, no, no. It's uh, because we mostly frequented the beer gardens. They have limited menus. There were kind of some more traditional things. I actually wanted to try one of the traditional desserts. It looks like a layered chocolate cake. Uh, but unfortunately, they'd closed by the time we got there. So unfortunately, I didn't get to try that. Um, pretzels, you know, the, the which is a the big pretzels are like just a bread really it's a loaf of bread in the you know the traditional pretzel shape which is almost Wait, like an infinity sign pretzels they have a giant bread shaped one yes so bread shaped in a pretzel yes huh and it's really Could you nice make a sandwich of that i don't think so because it's round wise it's not I quite as you know what it's called my wrist. pretzel <laughs> Pretzel bread, okay. Okay, I'll look for that. Oh, do you mean just like something that looks like a giant pretzel? Is that what you're on about? Yes. Oh, uh, okay. I thought you meant like 
some yeah. <laughs> I thought you meant like it was shaped like a pretzel, but it was a loaf of bread. <laughs> well, it, it, it's it's bready, but it's yeah. It's I mean, not it like the, nice. you know, not like the biscuit pretzels we get. Yeah, it is the very hard, nice. Salty, it's savory snack. Yeah, they they are still salty. Okay. Um, actually, there are three. We we tried three different types of bread at the beer house. Um, pretzels being one of them. I forget what the other two were, but the, yeah, they were all really nice. There was one that was sweet. It was covered in sugar. Um, there was you know, this giant pretzel thing. And then uh, like a cheese bread, and they were all really good. How long were you there for in Munich? Um, I guess all in three days because we did. Was it three days? No, probably less than that. Two days because we we arrived the afternoon of Thursday. We had the whole of Friday, and then we departed of the afternoon of Saturday. So for so. two days, you ate German sausages pretzel bread and sauerkraut and sauerkraut that's all you had and chips oh and chips yeah how are you not hungry (laughs) did you eat Uh, that many sausages (laughs) yes I did eat that many sausages (laughs) Uh, we did have more than that but you know they're not not really anything to talk about it's more you know things like you're having a, a standard breakfast in a hotel so like yeah, so I was wondering eggs, what, bacon what it, yeah that's so what I was wondering what, like, what exactly you were eating all this time okay yeah yeah not with including breakfast just just the German food you know okay. <laughs> not the food you get everywhere else yeah so um the the white beer was really nice uh, which I think translates directly to white beer um, and then the uh, the traditional beers were pretty good too. I don't know if listeners are beer drinkers, they're they're quite lager esque in their consistency. So me, I'm more of a kind of pale ale drinker, and um, it was a bit of an acquired taste. I, though the Weiss beer wasn't my to my liking uh, that much, but the, the traditional one was kind of closer to what I would normally drink. So that was. A bit, bit more to my tastes. But if you don't drink beer, that's going to be lost on you. They're, they're, they do do wine. They do. Um, they are famous for the wines. But again, if you don't drink wine, it's going to be a bit lost on you. Yeah, I've never had the taste for beer. So most beers I don't drink. So the, these were kind of the, the better half, at least, of the beers that I do drink. Did you so have like, it in those giant like glasses? In, in Steins, yeah, I had Steins them. We had stupid quantities of that. Amazing. Um, I love their yeah, glasses. They do. That's what I mean. It, um, they're, they're $10 at the, the uh, airport or uh, some places you put a deposit on them um, because they you know they want them returned and people have a habit of walking off of them. It is okay. deep, deeply frowned upon to steal steins. I'd want I, to. <laughs> I can't, can't confirm or deny that some of our party may or may not have taken steins. I mean, it's got to be done, really, hasn't it? <laughs> I mean, if, unless they're selling them to you, then, yeah, I'm just going to take yeah, them. Yeah, well, you can, you can buy them. Oh, but, can you? Uh, you know, when, when you've been drinking all day, it seems like a good idea to uh, take one with you. I mean, yeah, that's true. 
Well, it kind um, of paid for itself, right? If you've been drinking so long. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm pretty sure that they recoup the costs of them. I can't imagine that they they don't go through a lot of them. Uh, yeah. Just from dropping them, even. Um, but yeah, that, I think they 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 frown upon it during this time of year, but during um, Oktoberfest, when they have a lot of tourists come in to drink, then they, they really clamp down on it, because otherwise they'd have no glasses left. Oh, okay. Yeah, I imagine they go through lots. How the beer, your... beer's not cheap, so... Oh, is it not? No, I, I think for around... It was around 10 euros per stein you think about it oh. a stein is a liter of beer so that's a lot of <laughs> a lot of alcohol you're having there but i guess that yeah. equates to just over five euros a pint which isn't too too dissimilar to london drinking <laughs> yeah but yeah it's highly enjoyable if you you like some of the things that i've talked about here i would definitely recommend going um you know if you are not so much of a drinker then maybe fly out there and maybe see like the bmw factory some of the museums maybe the zoo go to the gardens they're lovely i have a look at the the um kind of the old town and then maybe go off to the black forest or see some of the the uh, castles i was talking about would you go again then for like um, actual? Yeah, visit? I'd love to, I'd love to have taken the family. It was just the because it was so short notice from work. Um, basically, I, I knew maybe what a week and a half in advance that okay. uh, flight costs were very expensive. For example, just for the the two, two full days that we we're there, that was um, four hundred pounds a person, which uh, was a bit a bit steep. Of course, work's paying for it, but still, yeah. for, you know, I would have had to pay for um, my wife and kids, so that would be, you know, kids are a bit cheaper because they're younger, but they're still not free. And we're, we're probably talking about another £800 on top of that from, you know, my pocket to, to pay on the weekend. So, unfortunately, I couldn't take them, and I would love to, so maybe, you know, with a bit more notice, we can fly out there and yeah, enjoy the sights a bit more. The I flight was you okay. have a passport now, Mike. So I do. Yeah, maybe you could come along too. Yeah. Was your flight yeah, okay? Flight was fine. It was. It's actually a very short flight. It was um, what an, an hour and a half, okay. roughly. You know, if time difference makes it a bit confusing, but I think it was no more than two hours flight. So getting. Would to you want a decent plane? plane? Uh, it was big enough. It was like um, six seats across. It's not a big plane, but it was. I'd like know, to fly on the. Was it the A? A three eighty. Yeah, because they don't make oh. them anymore. But they are those things don't are they? colossal. No, uh, I've been on Dreamliners. I haven't been on the A three eighty. Yeah, the, the Dreamliners are um, really quite swish. The, the one I went on, I don't know if this is common for all of them, but the one I went on had this. Um, you pressed a button, and it basically dimmed the the window. So 
I don't know if they, they had like an LCD panel or something there, but it, instead of having a, a blind that you pull down, it just had like a dimmer, which was amazing. So you still had this kind of like blue afterglow from the sky, but it was dark enough for you to sleep. Which That's is cool. Really, it's kind of those little details that make you think, you know, this is an enjoyable flight. I, yeah. It was just, it was a really nice flight, actually, that one. But the, the flight to Germany was without trouble, you know, had a little bit of um, turbulence as we got towards Munich, I think probably because of the, the mountains, but it's not even as bad as a bumpy road, if I'm honest. It's um, just, yeah, it's fine. And then we, we landed, we were clear skies, so yeah, it was, it was perfect. Yeah, definitely recommend. Okay, so we're going to move on to TV and slash movies after this. So for TV and movies, I haven't watched... Well, I did watch Venom, but there's not a lot to say about that. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was safe. Honestly, I think um, it was a movie for the masses rather than a movie that does Venom justice, really. It was an enjoyable movie, don't get me wrong, but it was, you know, you, you see how far you can push characters, and Venom's one of those edgier characters that does not necessarily good things, which they did show, but they kind of didn't show in the kind of detail that you expect of Venom. And I can see that there's probably going to be a sequel from the ending of that film. Well, I guess that would depend on how well it did. I don't know if yes, it did yes. well or not. Um, I It was better than I expected it to be. It was a lot better than Spider-Man 3. Well, the, 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 the Sony Spider-Man films are all pretty terrible. The, the Tony Maguire ones weren't too bad, but I think that's more because I was younger when I watched them rather than being good. And they definitely got worse as the sequels come out. That is the one with Venom in. Tobey Maguire? Uh, that's the last one, isn't it? Spider-Man 3? Is that what you said? Spider-Man 3, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah Tobey uh, Maguire did those. Then uh, it was yeah, I, Andrew Garfield, I think, and now this yeah. one, Todd Holland, I think. Yeah, but the, the Todd Holland one, is it Todd Holland? Oh, I forget what his name is. Something Tom Holland. Holland, I don't know. Tom Something. Holland, yeah. <laughs> I'm not good with names, I don't know very well. Yeah, Tom Holland, that's the one. Yes, but um, I am actually going to go see uh, Far From Home, uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. This I heard it's not as good as the first one. I have not seen it, so don't don't no spoilers, please. Well, I I don't know spoilers. I haven't seen it myself, but okay, heard it's not as good as the first. Well, I'll watch it and then we can talk about it. But I'm not going to. I won't see it for a while. But yeah, I'm not going to give you any spoilers. But we can okay. Yeah, I thought it was. Yeah, I, I would have preferred if Venom was an eighteen. It should have been an eighteen. Yes, and I think that's why they had to kind of cut some of the um, edgier elements. Yeah. So it was okay. I mean, I guess they're done now, though, right? Sony can't. Can Sony make those kind of movies anymore? Sony can still make the the Spider-Man related movies, but I don't think I think they've got a deal with um, uh, Disney and Marvel to to uh, only 
do kind of the the other characters so they they can do for example venom oh um, okay because that venom was a sony movie which possibly wipes so yeah safe. yeah you'd think because their movies haven't done very well historically that they're the ones who are taking more of a risk than anyone else but it just yeah. feels like they're only using it to keep the license again, which is what they always seem to do. Yes, they do, yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah they do, that. do feel safe, anyway. Stranger Things Season 3. You haven't got to see any of it yet? I haven't seen any of it yet. I will start watching it once I finish Buffy. Okay, well... What did you think to Season 2? I liked season two. I didn't think it was as good as season one. Um, I actually thought the the villain, you know, the the otherworldly whatever that was, was pretty cool. Um, I thought I thought that was possibly better than the Demogorgon, but um, I don't know. Didn't quite have the same level of charm. If I'm honest. No. I, I didn't didn't like Eleven as much in um, the sequel. Okay, but yeah, I I thought yeah I I thought actually most of the characters I I didn't like quite as much as the the first series. Well, I think season three does a better job of that. I think Stranger Stranger Things season three is better than season two because I had a few problems with season two, mainly the fact that I can't really remember a lot of it thinking back it is yeah, kind of you, like if you don't remember it it's probably yeah it's I think it honestly they, they didn't want to um, piss off people that watch it so um, I think that's probably why they were a bit on the safe side I just wish they had just done an anthology either completely change the cast and story and write something out new or use the same people but as different characters and do a different story or have keep the same characters but tell a different story something like that but seasons 1, 2 and 3 they're all one big story really it's all telling a story and I think that's that's kind of the issue because then you do have to follow up from the previous one rather than having something completely new. Like, I love Fargo. Have you ever seen Fargo? No, I haven't seen Fargo. Fargo. Sorry, I was just closing the door because Ava was shouting. Yeah. Fargo is completely different each season and is often in different times because I think the first one was in contemporary times and the um, second season was in the I think it was, it was the late 60s or 70s something like that and then the third season was again in like more modern times and you had completely different casts if I remember correctly and I think that works so well, so much better and I think that's really what Stranger Things should have been because season 3 is in 1985 yeah, yeah, I've heard that. And the kids are much older now. They do do a bit, little bit of a flashback to show you scenes from the first two seasons, and it's like wild how uh, how much they've grown since then. 
It's crazy. Yeah. But the, do you, they, they do have you know... aged naturally as well. Sorry? They've aged naturally over that time. So. Well, of course, yeah. Do you know any, any... Have you seen any of the trailers for it? Season 3? I have, haven't have really. I've seen a little, but not much. Okay, well, a, um, a moor has arrived in Hawkins... And so you've got a little bit of a story where it's affecting local businesses and you're on the fallout of um, kind of like, what's the word, capitalistic progression where Uh people are being inundated with things they might want as opposed to local stores which only have a select uh, amount of things that they can sell because they're, they're small. And they're local. They don't have the money. Whereas yeah. the big moors coming, they're big flashy lights. Every single thing you could ever want is there. It's kind of like when Amazon first arrived. It's like, oh, oh well, I mean, I didn't even know I wanted this thing, but it's there, and now I want it. So it's kind of like that. But in the 80s, and <laughs> you know, a much more uh, lower version of that. Because, you know, back in the day, there were only local shops that you could go to, so. Yeah. You kind of get spoiled with choice after that. And the story starts off with the Russians trying to open their way into the Upside Down. This isn't really a spoiler, it's like literally the opening scene of episode one. You, you You turn on episode one. Russians. So that's what they're up to. Sure. So I won't go into the spoilers because we'll wait for that until Dave's seen it, then we'll do a spoiler episode. But yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed season three. It's only eight episodes this time. I can't remember how many season two had, but I think it's around ten for seasons one and two. Um season um episode eight is much longer than the others. It's like 70 minutes compared to the uh, 50 that most of the other episodes are. You get to see how age has changed the, the gang. Um, and they're kind of drifting away because of age, because of hormones, because of things like that. And I think, as opposed to season two, I think... Hopper and Al work a lot better as a kind of family family uh, unit in this season because I didn't really buy it in season two. I found it. I mean, I, I suppose you, I guess you're not supposed to because they're kind of forced to. Uh, yeah, forced to together. live together, and yeah. yeah, I don't think they really enjoyed each other's company at the time. But. No, but yeah, it works really well. There's some new characters in this and there's a character in there that I forgot was in that's already been set up but I forgot who they were and they didn't really elaborate that until quite late into the season and I'm like oh yeah it's that person yeah I forgot about them (laughs) but yeah there's uh, some new characters that I really like Um, there's some homages that I really like in it because of being in 85 yeah, Stranger Things season three is really, really great, really fantastic. 
Um, still love it and I want to watch more so I'm looking forward to a season 4 hopefully yeah it's, <clears throat> it's um, sounds good um, I guess my question is would you rather see more uh, if it starts to dilute its um, legacy or would you rather it just finish up and be happy with that just thinking about, say, Game of Thrones, the way that went, it started to degrade, and I think I'd, I personally would rather just see it end. Well, the problem is, for it to end, it needs to end the story. And I don't feel it's done that yet. Yeah, I think there's still another se- at least another season to go to, to wrap a few things up. Sure. To tell a cohesive story, um, yeah, I don't. I guess my expectations may have been lowered because of season two, and season two had already diluted the story. I felt because season because yeah. season one was on such a high, uh, and even the ending was such a high, and it was all perfect. I think. So I think season two's already diluted down, and then season three, maybe my expectations were much lower. So I was fine with it, maybe. I don't know, because I can be quite picky. And I don't really? like things that aren't consistent. <laughs> yes. I, I need a story to have some kind of logical common sense you know, throughout it. And as soon as that deviates, my inner alarm bells go off. And it didn't for this, so I'm guessing it's fine. <laughs> For most people, I think most people will love it. Yeah, so yeah, I think it's good. Would I like to see more, even if it deludes itself? Yeah, because I think it's already deluded itself to a degree. So unless they go insane and jump the shark for, you know, to a massive degree, then yes, I would like to see it continue at least for another season. I think season four has to really be the end because I don't want to go into. Stranger Things when they're not at school anymore. I want to keep yeah, them because it's school kids. <clears throat> I think that could work against it like it did with Buffy because the the transition from school, high school to uh, kind of college university wasn't the smoothest. Yeah. Yeah, it was a real rough transition. I kind of like that transition though because it. it I was in a unique perspective, I guess, because I was watching on live TV and I was finishing school when Puffy was finishing school. So I was then going into college when she was. It was, yeah. So Even kind though Buffy's of like my that. age. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Is she your age? Because she, she finished is, yes. school, high school in 1999. No, no, not Buffy, the, the actress. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. Yeah, because me and Buffy both finished high school in 1999. So yeah, I've got a bit of a bond with her for that reason. Yeah, so yeah, watch season three. Cool. Anything else? Well, I watched uh, Twin Peaks season two. I finished that off. Which I really liked. Um, but I felt that went downhill after they found the killer because that's what the whole story was is about finding the killer of Laura Palmer and then they kind of did that in in a way 
Yeah. As Twin Beaks can be done in. And then after that, you had a bunch of like side stories until you got to the, the very last episode. Okay. So you had a story of uh, Nadine becoming a creepy stalker cougar kind of person. She like loses her memory halfway through the season. She gets some like amnesia, and she ends up thinking she's a schoolgirl again when she's like thirty-five. So, for some reason, they allow her to go wandering around school and joining in in lessons. And then she finds the um, local wrestling champ, I think he is. She finds him attractive. And it's school, <laughs> so I guess he's like... Well, what's school in, like, America? It's like I guess he's like 17 or 18? <laughs> yeah, I think he goes up to 18. You're talking about high school, right? Yeah. So I think that's what he is. I think he's like that age. And so she's like trying to seduce him. They graduate um, 17 or 18. Okay, yeah. So yeah, he's probably like 17 then, I guess. So she's trying to seduce this this, this guy, this teenager. Um, and he's resistant to her because of the age. <laughs> and like Nadine doesn't understand what's going on but she's like super strong as well for some reason she's like Wonder Woman strength levels and she's like beating up all the kids for wrestling she joins the wrestling team and wins everything meanwhile her husband is like trying to get with his old ex and I kind of like that storyline and kind of goes the way I wanted to but yeah it's it is a little weird I guess I can see a lot of people not enjoying that because it does last way too long I think and I didn't really care for uh, a character called Ben becoming a confederate general okay because he seems to have gone crazy so he becomes a uh, confederate general but I think he went a bit crazy after he tried to have sex with his daughter he didn't know it was his daughter she was in a brothel uh, but yeah he was trying to he, he was trying to um, have sex with her but she managed to avoid that so that's good I guess um, and then there's a, a plot line with Josie who ends up it, it find, we find out that she was originally a sex worker but then got involved with a British guy and then she ends up getting involved with the the sheriff but she's trying to avoid police because she's um, killing people uh, and shooting people because she doesn't want to be found out about her history fair enough and then there's a whole plot line with Andy Dick and Lucy there's some kind of triangle because Lucy's pregnant but she doesn't know if it's Andy or Dick Andy being a moron doesn't know how to handle it and Dick's just a dick so yeah that's kind of weird so those kind of things aren't great and that's basically the last half of season 2 so it's definitely not as good as the first half and it does kind of drag on a little bit Problem is, along those lines, there's also bits of 
information you need to know setting up for the last episode. Problem is, um, the guy, the main guy is right, right here. What's his name? He always makes weird stuff. Yeah, so it turns out David Lynch only worked on, like, the end episode. I don't think he did any of the rest of it. And so you can tell that because of what happened in season two. So season two, I mean, the ending of season two is the weirdest episode they've done so far in the se- in the series. And yeah, yeah so. it's incredibly weird because you've got things with the FBI agent Cooper having to go into a place called the Black Lodge, which seems to be some kind of dimension, like alternative dimension. But I think it's outside of our realm or any other kind of realm. It's a place where souls go. So it's kind of like purgatory. But on certain times of the year when um, you know planets align, the rift between worlds is thinner. So then you can cross between... The, this univ- this world of the Black Lodge and you can move into our world and that's how Killer Bob got into our world and Killer Bob is like this spirit that is taking over people and killing people he's a real culprit but he uses other people as hosts to then actually act out what he wants to do and when you go into the Black Lodge it is a series of rooms with everyone talking backwards and it gets a bit confusing because then there becomes two Agent Coopers and first you don't know which Agent Cooper leaves but then you find out at the end of season 2 I guess it's a spoiler but yeah I I won't go further than that but yeah um but yeah, you find out something else which leads on to season three, which has only just come out. So I'm going to check out season three, which apparently is a lot better than season two. Okay, yeah, Sounds it's good. pretty good. It's pretty good. I mean, would I would I recommend it to anybody? I guess so if you can get through season through the first few episodes of season one. Then yeah, watch it. I mean, why not? Cool. There's Any some pretty TV? funny moments. No, that's it for TV. Okay. Moving swiftly on then. Did you have any board games to talk about? I do. Uh, <coughs> okay, then the we'll one. move. Then okay, then we'll move on to uh, board games. Okay. So. This week I played a couple of board games, one we've already talked about before, so I won't go into that detail, that was Istanbul. Second playthrough, a little smoother, obviously we've played it before. And yeah, still only three players, it's best played four players apparently, but it's a a very enjoyable game. I actually won that one as well, which is unusual for me. Uh, But the, the game I wanted to talk about really was Seven Wonders. Now, I've played that a lot, but we've never discussed it in uh, a podcast, so... Seven Wonders, if you don't know, it's primarily a card game, but you do have a tableau of boards, and these boards represent wonders. Uh, in 
this case the seven wonders of the world so there are things like the lighthouse of um <laughs> alexandria alexandria yeah that's the one um and uh, i forget exactly what they are i could probably go through it so oh it'd be like pyramids i guess yeah they, they have the pyramids of giza which weirdly is about different ways depending on uh, uh shouldn't it be g-i-z-a <laughs> It, it's uh, it's got a H on some of the spellings for some reason. Oh, weird. Then you've got the Hanging yeah. Gardens of Babylon, Statue of Zeus at Olympia, the Temple of Artemis at Ephesus, Ephesus or something like that, the Mausoleum Ephos. of Halicarnassus, the Colossus, the Colossus of Rhodes, and yeah, the yeah. Lighthouse. Those are the Seven yeah. Wonders. They are the Seven Wonders. I actually also have um, the Catan crossover board. So that has a Catan wonder too. Uh, I don't play that ordinarily, but uh, we we have we have that and we have cities. So I'll, I'll um, review view the um, cities and leaders expansions when we play them. Um, cities is kind of uh, I'd say the the best of the expansions, with leaders being second. Uh, and then I've got things like a leader which happens to be Will Wheaton. Example, which you can get from the wait, what? But Will Wheaton, you can buy a Will Wheaton card. <laughs> Why? Why not? Uh, it also has <laughs> okay. things like Stevie Wonder. Yeah, it, it's just for fun. But actually, what I wanted to talk about was the the game, just briefly. So the, the game is a, a tactical game. It's um, a game where you you take a card and you pass it on. You are um, trying to build up, flesh out your wonder and you need resources to do so but you also have things like military conflicts with your uh, neighbours I think that expands further on some of the expansions but we're not talking about those right now we're talking about the core game so directly with your neighbours you can trade or you can war with and essentially each age, you have three ages and you pass the cards um, clockwise or anti-clockwise depending on the age and yeah you, you have a hand of cards everyone has the same size hand and every player simultaneously picks one of those cards blindly or at least it's blind to your opponent and then move the the hand on to your, your neighbour uh, so in that way it um, iterates through quite quickly you start off with free gold uh, and yeah essentially you have a resource on dual wonder um that no one else can use but you have to get more resources in order to get to the dead various stages of wonder usually you have three stages of wonder i think on some uh, other wonder boards you have four uh and essentially the game for each age goes through that you exhaust all the cards in your hands up so you've got two cards left one card you can play and one card you you basically discard as a uh, core game. You What's the do aim of the have, game? So the aim of the game is to build your wonder and to get more victory points than everyone else. You have so, you're, so you're only building one wonder? You're building one wonder in several stages, yeah. Oh, okay. So this counts as a card drafting game. It's also about hand management set collection. So you, you have different powers uh, depending on which wonder you've randomly chosen 
and yeah you you have uh different categories of things that you you go through to play the game so I, i'm probably going to miss some but you have military so you you each at the end of each age you resolve military conflict and military cards give you um military bonuses so if you have more military bonus than your opponents then you win military against them your opponents are just your neighbors um you have money money doesn't count uh, uh much on the the victory points basically for every three coins you have that's one um victory point bonus and it's also um, the tie break condition so neighbors do you mean people like to your left to or the, right to your left and right yeah so you can't attack other people other than that not with a core game no oh okay and then um you have um civic which basically these are i think i'm saying that right that uh they're blue cards and they um they have victory points on them so when you purchase them you get the victory points that are on there um you have let me just quickly make sure that's right some wonders oh, i do see a uh um well, they caught uh, the thing they the Romans pawn people's heads when they win stuff. The the laurels, yeah, yeah, the laurel the reefs, laurel the, that is, Those are it? those are victory points. Yeah, so blue ones so, have victory points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, civic. I'm just making sure I got it right. I can say olive yeah. leaves it's in my head. It's like they put olive leaves on people's heads. It's like what, what's that um, called? Laurels. Laurels. Um, <laughs> commerce, which is a. They're yellow cards, and they, they can give you various bonus. So military ones are um, red, right? Yeah, military is red. Um, uh, commerce are kind of an o- yellowish, orangey yellow. Civics, blue, and science is green. Um, we go through that now. So, yeah, commerce uh, cards, they give you generally monetary gain or trading gains normally when you trade with your neighbors you can use your neighbor's resource but normally you have to pay two gold to your neighbors um with commerce cards you can have um like trading posts which lower the cost of those resources to your neighbors some uh commerce cards also give you bonuses based on the number of cards you get so you get a little bit of gold there However, some of them also have like a victory point bonus at the same time. So you get a little bit of money and a little bit of uh, victory points. So they count towards your victory point condition. Uh, probably, probably the most complicated of the the victory cards are the science cards because they, for every card type you have, and there are several different types you have. I'm going to, I don't really know what they're called, but you have like compass. Uh, you have a tablet and you have cogs. Uh, I don't know what their official definition is, but that, that's how I define them. And for each one of those you have, it's squared. So if you have one card, it's worth one point. If you have two cards, it's worth two points. If you have three cards, basically it just yeah, it, it's squared. So yeah, so essentially, so I don't think I said that wrong, didn't I? Because I said two cards, two points. So that's um, three cards. Two cards will give you um, four points. Three cards will give you nine, so on and so forth. So it builds up very quickly. And if you have one of each of a gear, a tablet, and a compass, then you get seven additional victory points. So, you know, these ramp up very quickly. So they're they're very powerful 
if you can get enough of them. Um, there are some wild card ones as well, which give you even more uh, bonus. And then we have guilds, which are essentially a way of getting victory points or other bonuses um, from these purple cards, which are only available in the third age. And guilds can give you things like a wild card on the the science. So say if you had a cog and a compass and you're missing uh, a tablet, that would essentially substitute a tablet. So that's worth like seven victory points on one card, which is not bad. And it could be worth more if you have, say, um, more of that particular type of card that you wanted to get. Uh, guilds can give you other bonuses too, say can give you um, victory points for your wonder or victory points for your uh, commerce cards or your um, your uh, resource cards. The resource cards are brown or uh, silver grey. And um, they don't ordinarily give you any victory points, but the guild could give you victory points towards that. Or actually, uh, um, the commerce cards can too. So... Yeah, that, that's essentially the game. It's yeah, pass, pass a hand, play a card, pass a hand. It's very quick. It takes like thirty minutes to play. Obviously, it depends on the number of players, but it's a very quick game. So that's um, Seven Wonders as a whole. Uh, the game, the core game, um, is the the tableaus, the the wonders. Um, you deck of cards, and that's split by first age, second age, third age. And then you have guilds as a separate stack that you shuffle into the third age a few of, uh, with basically number of players plus two. And then you have cardboard tokens that represent military and cardboard tokens that represent um, coins. I have the Seven Wonders Metal Coin Pack from Arprod, which is the uh, publisher of Seven Wonders. It's not the developer of it, it's the publisher. And um, shop.rprod.com is where I got them from, and they're priced at 32 euros. So they're, they're priced at 32 euros, which is a lot of money. But the broken token ones are a half a pack, so I could really just Google that. And I think they're much more pricey. Um, well, I guess it's worth it if you play the board game play a lot. lot. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so the alternative coins, the wondrous metal coins, are pretty much the same price as the the ones I've just talked about, but they're only half a set. So hmm. I wonder what the quality is like compared to both. Um well honestly. I think the quality of the lustrous coins are probably slightly better. Uh, and when they say half a set, I'll give you the quantities. The the quantities of the wondrous metal coins, they give you 31 coins. That's 30 coins with one value. They give you 17 free coins and 10 six coins. Um, with the set I've bought, they give you... 46 1 credits, 27 free credits, and 17 6 credits. So I think really when they say they give you half a set, they give you slightly more than half a set. But that means you end up having to buy two sets and it's a lot of weight. But we can play uh, with this one set of metal coins 
which essentially means it's half the, fa- half the cost. And they're pretty. It does add to the authenticity when you're, you're collecting the coins up. They, it feels more real. I know it's still just a card game, but it feels nicer, more complete. So I'd say the coins, uh, visually, I'd probably give a 7 out of 10. Um, and their, I don't know, their, their value as part of the game when you're playing as an overall, I'd say. If you, you play the game maybe once or twice a year, don't bother. It's not worth it. Uh, if you're playing the game, you know, several times a month, then why not? It, it does make the game feel uh, better quality. And it comes in a nice little bag. A velvet bag. I'll just send that across to you, Mike. Yeah, sounds so good. So you can see it. Yeah, so I would say, I'd say it's a lot of money if you don't play the game often. If you do play the game often, then go for it. I think that um, the the price difference against the quality difference means that I would definitely go for the the coins from our prod versus the coins from um, Broken Token. Don't get me wrong, they're, they're a good quality of Broken Token, but you're also paying import fees in the UK. So they they end up being more expensive for half a set than they are for one set from our prod, which is based in Spain, I believe. Right, yeah. Well, that's something you have to account for. Yeah. So I guess if you're American, it's probably cheaper to get. I, 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 I don't know token. for sure. You might be able to get them from our prod um, at the same price. I don't know. Because they, they might have a distributor in the US. Hmm, true. Yeah, okay. Let's face it, it's more likely that that's the case in the US than it is in the UK. So, yeah, that's that's it from board games for me. I also have um, the Broken Token um, Wondrous Organizer. It's expensive for what it is, uh, but it's very good for essentially being able to organize the... Um, the expansions you have and all of the the bits to go with those expansions so you you have them all in a way all set up in a way that you can just lift them out and play so if you play it again if you play the game a lot it's probably worth it so the um the wondrous organizer supports all the expansions so up to i think babel so that that supports cities leaders babel um probably the extra wonders packs so yeah, it, it, it's worth it if you, you play the game a lot and you have the expansions. That's £25. Uh, it looks pretty. It fits in the original box. Um, and yeah, it, it really helps with setup. That's it from board games for me. So what, else, what is that? Just like cardboard fits into it? No, it's like uh, balsa wood. It's a very thin wood. Laser cut wood. And oh, then okay. you, you glue it together. I haven't glued it together yet, which makes it a bit flimsy. Um, mostly because I've got the wood glue here and I've got the organiser at work. Well, that's not handy, is it? <laughs> it's handy for work, but not handy for uh, that, yeah. Okay. I was just thinking, so Babel came out in 2014. So the organiser is good for the Wonder Pack, Cities, Leaders and Babel. But it probably won't be good for Armada, which came out 
last year. So this board game must do really well then for them to constantly release expansions for it. Oh, it's a, it's a very popular game. If you look on Board Game Geek, it's uh, yeah, very highly rated. Uh, let's have a quick look. So Board Game Geek rates Seven Wonders, the core game, as um, 7.8. So as someone who likes to play more cooperative games uh, in video game format, uh huh. You don't seem to play very many cooperative games in board games. I do. I play a hell of a lot of board games that are co-op. But I also play competitive board games. But things like um, Seven Wonders, it has just small elements that are competitive. So, um, well, the whole thing is because one person yeah. wins, right? Well, yeah. You you have you you are trying to get to victory, but it's more almost single-player solitaire that you you don't necessarily have to interact with them to get there. You know, you could quite easily just um, just do your own thing. You know, you want to go deep in science, go deep in science and don't care that the person next to you is going military or, you know, the person next to you is collecting up civic cards. You don't have to do that to play the game, but you, you kind of have to be aware of what they're doing to... Um, have a chance of victory because you know if they go deep military and your next card the only thing you've got available is military and there's no way that you can compete with them what's the the point in defending yourself you might as well go down some other alley yeah but it is a fun game I think you would enjoy it maybe but like I mainly prefer cooperative board games I'm not a big competitive person. My friends like to play competitive games, so we usually end up playing them. But I sure. don't have that kind of dog-eat-dog mentality. I, I genuinely don't care if I win, so I usually don't because I I don't like try and screw people over all the time. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I just I don't do. have that in me. So. You know I have that in me. But uh, <laughs> I... I like to play a lot of co-op games. For example, I recently purchased um, Hellboy. So I'm looking forward to playing that with you when you come over. What's it based on? Hellboy. <laughs> the movies? The new movie? The comic books? What's the it based comic on? comic book. Okay, so I have no reference for that then, really. I've only oh, ever seen the Gilmero yeah. movies. Yeah. But I don't know how accurately they are. So. They're still based in that, so yeah, you, you will have some knowledge. Not okay. all of it would be accurate, but you have some knowledge. Okay, so... I think I am done. Let me just check. Well, we're running a bit over, um, so I'm only going to talk about one more thing and then leave other things um, for next time, for next week. Sure. Because I haven't finished Buffy anyway, so I'll talk about the Buffy, uh, the whole thing next time. The comic yeah, book, yeah. you mean? Yeah. Okay. Um, so the only so, thing let's I'll... go over to comic books. Sorry. Let's go over to comic books. Well, no, because I'm going to go to video games. Oh, okay, sure. Sorry, I thought you meant that you were going over to comic books. No, because I just said that uh, I'm going to leave that for next week. Okay, sure. So we'll go to video games after this. So we're running a bit late. 
because uh, I only really want to do this for about an hour, and we never seem to. But <laughs> an hour and a half is uh, hopefully will be the cutoff point. Um, so I'm going to leave a lot of stuff for next week, but I'll talk about Sea of Solitude because that's new. So and I finished it, so we'll talk about that. I reckon. This was a game that was at E3, I think it was, I think it was last year, or maybe the year before. It's about, um, it's an adventure game where you play as a, a young woman named Kay, as she explores an abandoned world that is submerged, and she's trying to, not so much fight against, but try to overcome her inner demons and those of the ones she loves that have manifest themselves into monsters that stalk her and seek to consume her in this like world that's kind of figure of water world where all the buildings are essentially uh, underwater and the gameplay involves mainly exploration there's a bunch of collectibles around, um, but it's kind of like a a puzzle platformer in a way. So okay, you got to try and find yourself, uh, try and navigate around these buildings. Usually, trying to avoid the monsters in the water, and you got to try and solve a a ba- very basic puzzle to try and. Uh, make a way past roadblocks as it is but it's kind of a bit of a stretch quite a puzzle platformer because the puzzles aren't really that hard so I'm not really I mean they are puzzles but it's kind of if if you conjure up your mind of puzzles then it probably won't fit that kind of definition it's mainly things like there's a big monster in the way, so you've got to go up and shine your soul lights onto it, and enough of those will burn the monster and make it move away, then you can run past. Those kind of things. Or you've got to go up a tower, so you've got to navigate up there without being knocked off. Death isn't very much of a barrier in this game, you'll die and you'll pretty much respawn where you were last, really. I mean, without much of a penalty. The world's kind of beautiful in this kind of like stylized look. Um, it's very pastel colors. It does look pretty, yeah. Yeah, very pastel colors in the daylight, and then very like shaded in the dark, and the dark's overcoming everything. And the demons, the monsters that are around look very much like the demons from, uh, like, Death Note, if you've ever seen that anime. So it's kind of like this weird, very, um, very kind of, like, texture to things. And they're all, like, this pitch black colour uh, with, like, colourful red eyes and things like that. Cool. So the, the game, the game's fun. Um, the game is very much a console game. You find this out in, like... You just go into the menu and it just lacks mouse support. There's... There's not really a PC thing, but... 
As you're playing the game, there seems to be a lack of fundamental tutorials. For example, um, I was dying by this monster swimming in the, uh, the sea. And I could have got past it much easier if I knew that I could swim faster. It seems to have... Uh, maybe I'm misremembering, but I don't believe actually it told me at any point that if I held down space I could swim faster. Because when you're on land there is no sprint, there's no way to move faster. But then in, in the water you can swim faster, so it seems to have neglected to tell me that. And then there's another thing about late, much later on near the end of the game. There's some enemies that are incredibly annoying. And you kind of think like you're missing something, a way to actually get past them. But it doesn't seem to be. That does not seem to be the case. So it just comes down to trial and error until you get the perfect run to get past them. So maybe I am missing something and the game just didn't tell me what I needed to know or if, yeah, then maybe that part is just not really thought out very well. The game is pretty short. It's about... I, I finished it in about three hours. So it didn't... The game mechanics didn't overstay their welcome. Uh, which I think it might have done if it was longer. So... And I think it's like £18. But I picked up Game Pass to play it. So I could play a bunch of other EA games. So it's... If you want it for a bit cheaper, then yeah, play it on uh, <coughs> EA Access, which is what it's on. And then you can play a bunch of other stuff at the same time. And the game basically deals with like loneliness, anxiety and depression and bullying. But it's not very hard hitting in covering those things. Like some things can be, some media can be. So I think it is an enjoyable experience, but it is short. There are some things that are annoying in the game. The tutorial doesn't cover everything that you probably need to know. So, yeah, whilst I recommend it, there are recommend it. There are some caveats to that. But yeah, I think it's a fun game, and I was excited to to play it when I saw it at E3, and I'm glad I did. It is a, an enjoyable experience, I I'd say. Sounds good. Do you have any questions? No, I think I'd like to play it, but uh, I haven't played the previous game yet, so I don't know if I should. There is no previous game, this is a first. Yeah, but I mean from the developer. Have they made any other games? Is this on the sea, you said? Sea of Solitude. Oh, I got confused, that's why. Okay. Sea of Solitude, and uh, I was like, I'm sure they did another Sun this game. Um, did you look up the right game? Yeah, I think I looked up the wrong game. <laughs> I go Solitude. look at this one, and you can see what I'm all about. Solitude, there we go. Okay. It, I think the problem is it um, come up with Sun this Sea. I've played parts of Sun this Sea, but I wanted to play it properly. Okay, yeah, I, I get it. Thank you. <laughs> but do you see what I mean now by the art style? Yeah. 
Oh, there is one thing I forgot to mention. Voice acting. I don't want to be mean, but the voice acting's not very good. Because it's done by the people in the studio. Yeah, these things. Yeah. And they're German, so the the voice... They're speaking in English, but with very German accents to it. I do really like the art style, though. Yeah, it's a beautiful looking game. I see what you mean. The main character is like almost a silhouette. Yeah. Have you ever seen Death Note? Yes, I have seen it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you got the... Uh, does he class himself as the god of death? Um, I don't know, but I know who you mean, yeah. It, it's almost like, instead of him being a silhouette, he almost sucks the light out of that area. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty game. Ryuk. I forgot his name. His name's Ryuk. Yeah. It's like, what was his name? Yeah. Have you seen uh, the live-action movie? Um, I have. Yeah. It was okay. It, it's it's okay. It's not great, is it? It's not great. Yeah. I kind of get what they're doing with it. Um, but, like, they completely changed L, his character. It, mm. it just yeah. doesn't seem like L at all. Apparently there's a second movie being cast. Oh, no. Why? <laughs> I think art style, they did well with the, the deaf character, Rick, but the, yeah, the, the actual movies, meh. Yeah, Ryuk's the only good thing about that movie. Cool. As so, voiced yeah, by check, William Defoe, I game. I don't think I have it on Steam. It's not on Steam, it's in the EA game. Okay, Origin then. It's on Origin, which is why I, I picked definitely up... definitely don't have it. Which is why I picked up um, EA Access to play okay. that. And I'm going to go through a bunch of other games they've got on the Access that other games don't have or I don't have, so I'll play through some of them. So I'm also going to play through, eventually, Lego Star Wars The Complete Saga because I've got access to it. So, Okay, cool. So in the future, I will you give... You mean the Skywalker Saga? No, it's The Complete Saga, it's called. Okay, so the older one. Is it the old one? So it's going I through so. the uh, first six Wars. movies. Yeah, because there's the complete saga. There's also the um, Skywalker saga. So Skywalker saga is the nine movies, I believe. That's the one that was announced in um, E3. When we talked okay. about. Okay. Yeah, I'll probably play so through that, that when it comes out. Yeah. So that that's the full movies and. Yeah, what you're talking about is the complete saga, which is six movies. Which is, yeah, which is six movies. So that'll be that. I think that one's the older movies. Whereas, I mean, it's the older games. Yes. So it's just they've been packaged up as one. Oh, is it? It's and, not. They're not like renewed games for it. No, it's quite old anyway. This game was two thousand seven. Okay, maybe I'll give that a pass then. I think it's going to be new games. Huh. No, because I, I believe the Skywalker saga is exactly that. Yeah, um, I'm getting old. I'm getting confused between. See, you know, you're getting old now when you're getting confused between names when you wouldn't yeah. normally. It, it says <laughs> says the game will adapt all of those movies, whereas the previous yeah. one is from like ten years ago. 
So they, they they were quite enjoyable back then, but even back then they were clumsy. Yeah, so, I didn't like. Yeah, because I played the first, the first ones, the first Lego games, which I think were the prequel ones, I think, and they weren't very good. Like the original Lego games weren't particularly good, in my opinion. Sounds about right. I think they started getting good after the Harry Potter games. I think. And then you had the Marvel stuff, and they were good. Yeah, I do like the Lego games. I don't play them very often, but I guess you'll have that joy when uh, your kids are a bit older. You have to go through the Lego games with them. Yeah, I guess so. That's a nice, safe introduction to video games. I feel. Cool. I think we're done. Okay, so it's an hour and a half, so we are going to... uh, Wow, near enough. So we're going to end it there. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. And we will cover... Well, I will cover some of the stuff I didn't get to, so I'll be covering next time Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 8 and the Judge Tread Funko Universe. Um, And I will be covering uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 7, the TV series. This is going to be Buffy... Buffy full episode. <laughs> Probably. Talking of which, also, they, they uh, showed off some of the expansions they've got for the uh, Buffy board game, so I'm excited for them oh, cool. when they yeah. eventually roll them out. And finally, you get Cordelia Chase in there, along with uh, Tara. And uh, yeah, there's going to be an Angel expansion, which has all those guys, and I think there's going to be an expansion for like Tara and that. So that's cool, and like Oz is going to be in there with a werewolf form. Form. Will Doyle be in it? Yes. That's cool. No, I don't, yeah. is he? I know they've got the other guy, the the green guy. Hmm. Lawn. Oh. Yeah, Lawn. Yeah, what? I liked Doyle though. Doyle, Doyle was cool. Obviously, the the reason why he was sacked wasn't cool, but uh, well, yeah, no, his drug cool addiction, cat, which cool eventually character. took caught up with him, took his life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Same with Lawn, because Lawn died. I don't know if he died of drugs, but he died. So. Yeah, yeah, he did uh, probably drugs or at least the after effects. I think it was a car. But, uh, hey, I think it was a car crash or something. That might be. Um, we'll, we'll go through that when we um, cover bo- uh, not bones. <laughs> when we cover uh, Angel. I yeah. One thing I did, wanted to add is that uh, I didn't get around to covering what I thought about the physical cover. Uh, qualities of uh, Judge Red Origins and I'll cover that next week so he died of a uh, dental infection ooh nice not nice but ooh which spread to his heart which which is how he died nice really really hate dentistry <laughs> yeah so he died at the age I... of 33 that's mental that I'm older than him oh yeah how you know you're old also how you know you've got to look after your teeth so you don't die of a dental infection okay guys one second I'm just going to quickly look to see if he is in there I was going to see if Doyle was in the Buffy game no he's not no so the ones they've so the ones the ones they're adding in because I think there's two expansions there's going to be friends and frenemies and maybe an angel one 
okay. frenemies. If enemies that are also your friends. Yeah. Yeah. So they're adding in Faith. Um, okay. Riley. Who the end. Sorry? Who, uh, in Angel, at least towards the end, is more friendly than enemy. Yeah. So, yeah, they're adding in Faith, uh, Riley. Um... We probably should cover this next week. Why? Because we've already wrapped up. Not quite. Yeah. Uh, pair resolution. Come on. You sure is going to edit it and we're already on for uh, exactly. one hour 34. Well, you got like Dawn and Anya. So there's one I can't remember. Read. It's like Osborne. Oh. That'll be um, Osborne app. Yeah. Because I, I don't know his, I don't actually know his real name. He's just always referred to as Oz. So yeah, Oz is in there with a werewolf form. And then you've got in the other one Daniel Osborne. Ah yeah, that looks right. Yeah. Wow, I did not know his name was that. Huh. After all these years. Yeah, and then you've they got always called him Oz. Yeah. And then you've got um uh Wyndham Price. Wesley, yeah. Yeah. And you've got Lorne, you've got Fred, and you've got Angel and Gun. So the odd one missing is uh, Doyle. Which is a bit of a shame. See, I'm looking forward to that expansion. Cool, we'll have to play that. Yeah, we will. Because we've played the other ones, though. We definitely will. Yeah. Okay, see you next time. Goodbye, all. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.